The Those Guys with Ships show is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Those Guys with Ships show, the Versecast community podcast. My name is John Abraham. I am Jimmy Croker. I'm Ace Azamine. Snoke here. Omnipotent evil is my jam. When I walk by, that lidless eye guy looks the other way. Now I want you to go in that bag and find my wallet. It's the one that says pre-recorded live from our virtual <laughs> hangar. Oh my God. God, you need help. We are Those Guys with Ships. This is episode 56 of our Star Citizen Community Podcast. Today is December 14th, 2945, Standard Earth Time. Thank you, Ronald Jenkins, Hotel Midi. It's the intro-outro track. It's off Ronald's most recent album, Alphanumeric, which can be found along with all of his other fine musics at theronaldjenkins.com. By the time you hear this, it will be The Force Awakens Eve. Oh, man. Leave some cookies out for Darth Claus, and be sure to turn in early. The sooner we sleep, the sooner he will get here. What does that mean, Eve, though? The night before. The the eve of which? Which which day? Because technically the movie comes out on the 18th. Thursday on the 7th. Well, see, on Thursdays there... On Thursdays, there are 7 p.m. showings in some places. I know. Places. I know. That's where I'm, when I'm going. That's but technically, the movie releases the next day. That's when I'm going. Isn't that what Christmas Eve, though, is? The night, the day before the Christmas day? Yeah, yeah, I know what the word Eve means. Okay. I'm well, just trying just to figure out which day do we actually regard as the release day of The Force Awakens. The the 18th is the official formal release date of the, or the the worldwide release of the film. So, technically speaking, we are all seeing it on Star Wars Eve. Right. So, kind, am I the only like, one that has a problem with these pre-release showings? No, like yeah, why are they? Why does. are they showing them at seven o'clock? It doesn't make because, any sense because they make them makes them money and people want to go to them early. But and now we don't have midnight, midnight showings. Midnight showings were like an adventure. Keep in mind that the majority of uh, Star Wars fans at this point are Glebe's age and are working people <laughs> with families who need to make, make sure they can get to bed at a reasonable hour. I thought the accommodation was for like the thirteen-year-olds. Uh. Maybe well, they they have yeah. Red Bull. They're they're fine. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> Listen, I'm just gonna put this out there. I'm seeing the movie on the 17th at uh, seven o'clock. I don't care. <laughs> I'm seeing the movie on the 17th at Fair seven enough. o'clock. Yeah, I mean, technically, it's more convenient. I just feel like something is lost when I get to see it five hours before midnight. Oh, nothing's lost on me. Yeah, you're such a traditionalist, John. You're just to be fair. You guys aren't getting it. <laughs> to be fair, I'm going on 
I'm the biggest Star Wars fan probably in my family, and I'm going uh, on Saturday evening with my wife to a Cinetopia so we can stuff our faces with quality food and watch the movie at the same time. Oh, nice. They serve alcohol? They do, although I'm, I probably won't be partaking. Oh, you're going to be a do teetotaler. Get, do you get like a recliner or something? No, it's more like a series of like like full-size uh, like couch seats, oh, like okay. single couch seats. They don't recline. They don't, but it is the same sort of like very plush Sounds with a built-in. Yeah, it is. Oh, Cinetopia is really comfortable. It's also very expensive, uh, so you only go for movies that you really want to enjoy in style. Yeah. Now, can you get a back rub there? No, oh, that's too bad. Well, you gotta, let's bring honest, your own. You got you to bring your say, dad. Let's be honest. I'm not sure I would want a back rub from theater personnel. <laughs> well, you got to bring I your can't dad. Can't be sanitary. <laughs> bring my dad. <laughs> yeah. mm. <laughs> He's not happy. <laughs> Sorry. We mock because we love. It's true. All right. Well, so Ace, you are seeing it on Saturday. Yes. Okay, excellent. Um, I think the three of us are seeing it on Thursday. Yep. Yep. So um, I will be tweeting up a storm while waiting in line. I suggest you two do too. I'll be watching <laughs> it won't be on two Twitter. hours before you guys. This is one of those moments oh, where right. I'm glad. This is one of those moments where I'm glad I'm not going to be on Twitter mm. because I'm sure that period between Thursday and Saturday will be fraught with spoilers. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I would agree with you on that 100. percent I'm, um, yeah, and starting with the East Coast, which is three hours ahead of us, is when I'm going to have to uh, basically step away from Twitter. Ah, that's a that's a good point. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. But for, uh, after well, well, four, four to five, five. Actually, seven o'clock because the movie's two hours. So I, I doubt. I well, I well, no, never mind. I was gonna say I doubt people will be live tweeting it in the theaters. But you know, who knows? Yeah, I was thinking about you know just like tweeting pictures of the nerds in line, just because that's 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 the experience right there is, is sharing it with all the 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 crazy folks that are all costumed out. Unless you have pre-booked seats, then there's no line. Dudes with lightsabers <sighs> going, "Oh my god, are you are you uh, crazy about this?" I know, man. I saw a um, I saw a video uh, the other day. I don't know if you guys saw uh, caught it or not, um, but there was some dude in like um, like a, a cheap Jedi uh, hooded robe in the street waving around lightsabers, and as people would walk by, he would throw them a lightsaber, and it would just be impromptu lightsaber fights. <laughs> it was hilarious. You see, that's the spirit of the thing, right there. It really is. Yeah, it was just. I feel it, like the well, the entirety of the Western world is just like on edge for the Star Wars release. This is going to be monstrous. It's going to be. I, 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 they're, they're, I fully expect to break almost all of the box office records. Yeah. No. Absolutely, will break every box office record. There's no question. It could be bigger than um, uh, Fallout Four. Oh, I have no doubt that it will <laughs> I'm be. I'm sure it will be. I can be, imagine it'll be bigger than, probably be bigger and stay in theaters longer than Titanic. But will it be bigger than GTA V? Good question. We'll see. Because GTA V had sales in the billions, right? I think they oh, yeah. did a billion in well, like first a week. Yeah. I don't uh, think, movie, oh, I, movies don't do that much, do they? Yeah, well, but also most well, movies don't don't sell out months in advance like Star Wars did. Yeah, uh, I mean billions. I think I wouldn't put it Avatar like two billion or something. Yeah, I was going to say if any movie is going to do it, it's going to be this. 
I don't know. I yeah, Jurassic World was, I think, $1.7 No? Okay. All right. Well, speaking of Star Citizen, we had a little update, didn't we, fellas? I would hardly necessitate to call it little. By the way, really quick, um, they are projecting $1.95 billion. All right. That's pretty good. That's pretty I want it good. to beat yeah. Avatar. That is pretty good. I wanted to beat Avatar with a lightsaber. Yeah, not not to go on too much about this, but uh, they're estimating uh, 1.9 billion at the box office uh, if it comes in. Uh, let's see, past Avatar and Titanic, which earned 2.7 billion and 2.1 billion respectively. So they're thinking uh, it, it will either either perform just under or exceed. They don't, they're not sure yet. Um, uh, Avatar and Titanic. I'm going to say that it will blow. Right past Avatar's two point seven billion. How often do you hear of a movie selling tickets out within like hours of them going on sale? Yeah, not many. Yeah. Well, we are live. As of Friday the eleventh, we are live now, guys. What tales have you to tell, Jimmy? You've been so patient. You go first, please. <laughs> Um, well, let's see. Um, I have been uh, my big thing, and I don't know why this has turned into my big thing, but my big thing has been landing on stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so been... you like doing a bunch of videos, like <laughs> instead of will it blend, it's will it land? Exactly. So um, the first time I ran the um, the uh, comm mission where you uh, restore the satellite... I parked my uh, Hornet right out in front of the uh, satellite array, went in, turned it on, came out to see somebody blow my ship up. Apparently, that's a thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. So um, I decided to get creative with where I docked my ship. Um, I docked it uh, on, the, um, on the solar panels. I docked it on the uh, the skids that tie the solar panels together. I docked it on the underside of the ship uh, or of the satellite array. Uh, the docking upside down, I did drift, though. When I came back, my ship was no longer docked. It was kind of floating a little ways away. But, um, yeah, so I've been doing that. You know, I've got that going for me, you know, landing on stuff. Will it dock? <laughs> <laughs> Will it dock? Yeah, totally. Um, and then um, I got to do a couple of other missions. I've gotten to do a little bit of exploration. Uh, I've been in-game for significant amounts of time, uh, just twice. But both times it was around two hours. And both times, uh, one of the times I crashed once, uh, and, then the, and then the other time was a full play session before I just decided, okay, I'm going to log out. So uh, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's great. Um, they have done a fantastic job, and it was exactly what CIG needed to, do, to deliver. Um, I'm just looking forward to getting all of those missions done. Are you guys finding um, it difficult to solo some of those missions uh, with the NPCs? Mm, no, not personally. Yeah, of course you wouldn't. <laughs> I apologize. Um, I, I was running into, in my Avenger, I was running into a little bit of difficulty with some of the larger uh, pirate spawns. Uh, so I've kind of gone back to just taking my ghost out for right now, uh, which seems to hold its own a little bit better. I will admit to bringing a significant amount of firepower wherever I go. Yeah. That's Super Hornet, man. Oh, well, yeah. If you're flying a Super Hornet, yeah. I, I'm flying a ghost and and a Titan. Right. 
Although uh, I will I will say this, an Aurora LN makes for an, a surprisingly effective weapons platform. Oh, I'm sure. Really? So, they're so they're so stable that you just point the gun in the direction you want it and fire. Yeah. Okay. But the, they they nerfed the you used to be able to load it up with like size threes, right? Yeah, there was at one point the uh, terrifyingly effective Aurora where you had size two guns on the bottom, size threes on the wings, and you could fit a bunch of size two missiles on the missile rack. Oh, that's insane! I mean, it was, yeah, I mean, at one point I had size two uh, repeaters on the bottom, the the Gatling guns from the Super Hornet mounted on the wings, and then uh, a set of four CS missiles on the rack. And at one point, even experimented with a pair with a four sets of uh, rattlers, the the multi missile. I mean, it was a terrifying little thing. They nerfed <laughs> it quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I mean, so for me, um, it, it's I've really been enjoying the stability, um, and I've just kind of been working my way through the missions and doing a little bit of exploring, uh, and just really just enjoying it. You know, um, I haven't really had a chance to uh, get into uh, into a group. I haven't done a whole lot of multi-crew yet. Um, I've just kind of, with the two times I've had to play, um, I've just kind of been working through the missions and kind of checking it out now that it's stable. I've, I hear that both you and uh, uh, Jonto, you guys, you and Gleep, you guys both got into uh, large group sessions. But it sounds like something that both Jimmy and I never managed to accomplish. Um, I did not. Um, John, why don't you uh, share your experiences, and then um, maybe Ace will have you share uh, your experiences in lieu of the loop tonight. Okay, works okay. for me. So, uh, John, um, uh, tell tell us all about all the excitements you've got. Did you land on stuff? I <laughs> I was in a ship that landed on a thing. <laughs> That's always important. <laughs> always always good. Um, but yeah, I installed for the first time. Saturday um, and actually played last night with a bunch of the guys um, and actually Fizzer was out there our friend from the base um, but yeah we got like six people into an instance um, and none of us had really any issues besides one person got stuck in a ladder and had to kill himself um, to respawn but everybody nobody lagged out or anything like that so it was a pretty smooth experience but um um we took out somebody's i'm not sure who it was somebody pulled their constellation out and uh we jumped to one of the stations i'm not really familiar with the locations yet we didn't do any missions we were just kind of um hanging out and exploring um and we jumped to a station and we landed there uh we got out uh, we got some weapons. This is this is one of the stations that I guess has uh, the assault rifles. Um, oh, and then cool. as we were kind of getting ready to move out, we look out the window and somebody in a Gladius blew up our constellation. Oh, so we were stranded yeah. there. <laughs> um, and then I think what happened was somebody else came by and landed and came in and shot a couple of us. Um, no, actually, it was the Gladius that came back because I was walking outside um, to see if there were any ships around or if there was a way for us to get out of there, and he shot me down. Um, and then when I got back to the station and respawned, I spawned my uh, Constellation, and um, our Maiden, is it our, or, uh, what's his name? 
Uh, God, it's hard to remember names. We got a lot of names. Um, a lot of names. Um, but uh, this other person, <laughs> his name escapes me, flew my constellation back with me in the gunner seat. Um, uh huh. And the Gladius guy was gone. Um, I think from there we picked up everybody else and flew out and tried to pick off a couple people that were on our butts as we were jumping out. Um, we eventually escaped, and it was it was kind of an adventure. We repaired from there, and uh, that's when when it was over. But the whole thing said and done. It was like probably an hour and a half, two hours. Um, a solid gameplay, and it was—it's a really neat insight into what it will eventually be once everything is more stable and uh, everything feels better. My FPS is horrible; like I'm getting horrible performance. Are, is is it really bad for you guys as well? Yeah, uh, and there's some proof that the issue is not on your computer side; it's server side. Okay. Um, the uh, there was a some posts on Reddit from guys who had taken footage of 2.0 stuff, and their footage was really, really smooth. And so you'd see posts like, how did you manage to get 60 frames per second with that really fr- uh, smooth uh, frame rate? And the, it turns out is what they did is they uh, used the single-player-as-server trick. You know how you get those videos of people flying around uh, Area 18 with uh-huh. ships? Yeah. Uh-huh. Same uh, same trick, but on a, on a larger scale. Oh, okay. Because it, it's, it's just one map, so they use it as a single-player map. So just their private instance. Interesting. And when you do that, the FPS is 60 frames per second. It's solid, super smooth. So the issue is just server optimization, because I okay. was having the same problems, and my computer is a, uh, you know, quite a power ho- uh, horse. So. Yeah, I have a 980, and I yeah. was getting yeah. like below Get 30 through the whole thing. Yeah, same here. And there'd be some mo- moments where it'd be like it it dropped down to fifteen or or ten. Oh yeah. And then and then bump and then bounce back up to thirty. And I was like, mm, what's going on here? This is it's not this bad. But if you go into Vandal Swarm um, or any of the other modes, it's it's pretty stable. Hmm. It's just the server side stuff. So John, how did, did you did you fly the constellation or did you just uh, ride in the in the uh, gunner pod? I didn't fly it because I knew that I had to go pick up people and I didn't want to crash it on the way there. Mm-hmm. So I handed it off. Um, and how, how did you like uh, being in the gunner seat? It was pretty cool. Um, especially quantum jumping away from a planet uh-huh. is really a cool effect. Because it's like, it's like right there and then when you jump, it's just like like sucking you away from it kind of it's uh-huh. really neat if you can get into a gunner seat and look backwards as you're jumping away from something you should definitely try that cool cool well, yeah and this was uh this was your first experience because you didn't actually get in you didn't actually do ptu so this was really kind yeah. of your very first time in that universe yep i kind of like how you can't see people's player names um, but obviously, I really hope that they get some kind of character customization in there so that you can recognize people based on their clothing or their face. Yeah. Well, you've got uh, Jimmy's uh, Fancy Duds uh, Cassava Place that's going, uh, yeah. going open for business here pretty soon so that I'm going to be thirsty for juice. Fashion! Turn to the left! Fashion! 
Turn to the right. Oh, God. It's going to be another sing-along episode. Always. And so, uh, John, did you get a chance to take any uh, uh, single-seat ships out? No. Um, mm-hmm. I walked to the back of my rental Andromeda and jumped inside the Merlin, though. Man, Although you should, I, I, you should get that Super Hornet out. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I need to try yeah, it. Take the Super Hornet out. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, and the other seat works, right? Yep, it does. Although the CIG has something left to be desired when it comes to using the turrets. Yeah. I feel like the traversal time on any of the turrets, whether it's a Constellation, Retaliator, or the Super Hornet, all need to be sped up a little bit. Mm-hmm. It seems I had, like it's I, better than when we saw it working pre Oh, definitely. though. And, and the HUD elements and targeting elements all work. It's just a balancing issue. The problem is, is that if I'm... And I had I had people in my turret, uh, just random people who would join me, and every once in a while I get a single TGWS member to come join me. Um, the the constant complaint was that I was moving so quickly that they could not keep their turret traversed or locked on a, on a target. I would always be moving to keep my nose facing something, and they couldn't, even if they were trying to track the same target that I was firing on, they wouldn't be able to keep the, tur- the, the turret turned and pointed at whatever it is they were looking at. Uh-huh. It's uh, there's there's going to have to be um, some communication between the pilot and the gunners um, between calling out targets and calling out um, positioning. It's, it seems like that's really going to be the only way to make that work. Yeah, I, I do think still that the turrets themselves need to move faster. But yes, I definitely agree that that better close visibility coordination. Too. Yeah. From, from what I understand, because I, I haven't had a chance to sit in a gunner's seat. Um, I took my Connie out during the PTU test, but I haven't taken it out since. Um, I've been more interested in just exploring the verse right now, so I've just been taking out my single-seater. But it's my understanding that the upper turret has really good visibility, but the bottom, the bottom turret is terrible. terrible. Yeah, the bottom yeah. is horrible. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've heard the same scuttlebutt from a lot of people that the bottom turret is has really poor visibility. And you have, can't, have we thought, you, thought you about can't, naming the turrets? Top turret and bottom turret? North, south? What, I, I, was think, last, I was thinking one of them you can name Ferguson. We have turret Ferguson. Uh, turret Ferguson? Oh, my oh God. Boy. I think uh, it might have been turret that suggested that the bottom turret you should be upside down in. Because that's, that's the way it is in the retaliator. Right. And in the oh. retaliator bottom turret, you're upside down. And the visibility, and you have pretty good, good visibility. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, so uh, you know, it's it's I, I it's I'm going to be curious as to see how that stuff works out because the thing is, like on the freelancer, um, they've got one uh, turret in the back, and it looks like it's got complete 360 visibility. Um, so I, I would imagine that it's going to be a little bit easier to track and and target um, in that turret. And then uh, I understand the visibility in the Cutlass isn't that good either. Well, I've seen the Cutlass. I, I've not been in it, but I, the way it's shaped, the so on all the turrets uh, so far, they have visibility in the forward forward quadrant, uh, and then a little bit of on on either side for windows. But if you look at the way the Cutlass turret is designed, it's just a single box in the middle, right? And so so you sort of like it's like you're wearing blinders. So that combined with not being able to move the turret very quickly means you're probably constantly wildly swinging back and forth and can't maintain a lock on a target. Well, what if you use that uh, size 4 um, uh, ballistic cannon? Doesn't then that... there's no turret space. 
Right, it's just used by the pilot. Right. right, so that's that's locked into place, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, cool. Maybe give that a try. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Ander, Art. that was the name I was trying there to There you go. Of. Yay. Yay. Well, um, I have not had much uh, luck in live. I mean, I've, I've gotten in and played, but I've, um, I've managed to die fairly quickly. Um, I did have an excellent session in one of the later iterations of the PTU. Um, I came out late one night, and uh, Amontillado was in uh, TeamSpeak chat, and uh, he had some uh, helpful tips for me, and so I was able to um, to get a, a, an exploration mission going. I guess it was either exploration or search and rescue. I'm not really sure exactly, but um, I went to a comm array. There was a dogfight there. I sort of hung out until that was done, then went into the, uh, to the satellite thing and uh, flipped the switch, and then... Um, went to a research station, which um, he just said, you know, you got to go to the place where it's it doesn't have a name; it's just a bunch of numbers. So I went to there, and there was an NPC there that uh, gave me a mission to go look for a a crash site. And so, and it was it was really kind of cool. It was in uh, this big asteroid field, and when I got there. Um, my only clue was audio, so I had to listen for the beeps, and you could see it, you know, with through the, the magic of stereo, um, you could hear um, the direction of it, and so I was able to get close with my ship, and I, I landed on top of, of an asteroid. Um, I, I don't know, have you guys noticed when landing on stuff, my ship always catches on fire when I land? Because really? you're coming down too hard. Well, I, I thought it was just coming down, you know, like real, you know, bloop. But no, I mean, it's yeah. Just last like, night, our first constellation when we landed was on fire, and water was leaking somewhere. <laughs> and like we we landed pretty soft, but uh, but yeah, that, the water was spilling out and like flowing into the the bottom turret, and the fire was everywhere, and there were sparks. The sparks were really really quite nice looking, though. Only the issue- destruction. The destruction was pretty. <laughs> Only issue I've had landing is um, sometimes uh, I don't touch down all the way. It says landing complete, and you're able to get out of the ship. But then when you go and look, it's your, your landing gear is not sitting on the ground. Yeah, it's I, floating I, like just an inch or two. Yeah, off. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. had that same experience. Well, you get that in the hangar sometimes. Yeah, yeah. That's just a matter of collision with the the models. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like my experiences? No. Not yet. No. Oh wow! Hate, that was unanimous. We yeah, we don't. Jeez, we don't I guess I'll just take my ball and go home. No, <laughs> be quiet for a minute. Um, so anyway, uh, what I I did uh, I did was able to land, and then uh, I EVA this time like a bouse. I'm telling you, I was EVA. EVA is up. really fun. Yeah, it is. It Agreed. is. It it sucks with controller. It does not work with controller for beans. But with mouse and keyboard. A lot easier. Um, so I was uh, doing. That. I was so excited. I was just look at me, I'm EVA, la 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 la. Um, and uh, I found uh, there was like a black box. There was some wreckage, and I found a black box. And I switched on the thing, and it uh, it played a sad little story of the final moments of this ship that was destroyed. Um, and so then I recovered that, went back to the research station, and uh, the uh, the lonely lady that lives there by herself says, "Oh, thank you for that." And um, you know, then I went back and got got my Healy Bot action on, 
and uh, called it a night. But I, I want a big shout out to Amontillado who uh, who gave me some tips that uh, got me through all that. I never would have figured out the entire thing by myself, but. Um, that was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to having similar experiences in the actual live uh, uh, servers now, um, uh, because that was that was back in PTU time. Uh, but anyway, so Ace, yes, please tell us, um, uh, Squadron Commander, uh, your official uh, TGWS opinions um, and um, uh, your thoughts on the release to live. So, firstly, my first experience is that multi-ships, until we can get the party system really nailed down, uh, still need a little bit of work. Um, but on an individual scale, it is rock solid uh, in terms of stability. Like, I had several multi-hour play sessions where I got to really chance to explore the, the universe uh, to a, an almost exhausting degree. Uh, there are a bunch of missions out there. Uh, they were all a lot of fun. Um, I find that the pirates are a little bit easier to handle in large numbers than Vandal are. I think that maybe because Vandal tend to be more missile uh, happy. Or, or maybe because you're flying a Super Hornet. <laughs> well, even in my Super Hornet, engaging against uh, pirates is, I, th- I feel like is a little bit easier than against Vandal. I think, again, probably because the Vandal are military ships for the most part. Um, picking on a pirate Aurora in my Super Hornet does feel a little bit like cheating. <laughs> Um, but I got a chance to do a couple of missions. Uh, as far as I can tell, the order of missions is go and do one of the satellite uplinks. Once you get that, then you have access to uh, the uh, the ICC probe, the exploration missions. And um, those will take you all over the place. Um, and then there's also the Kovalex mission. Uh, which in itself is a really interesting environment. Uh, and then there's the security station, which I think has a mission there. I did some exploring of it by myself. I managed to land there with no one else around and got a chance to really walk around and see it. And there are some data pads that you can pick up and find some stuff. Um, but Kovalex was real interesting. Uh, now, what Kovalex, is that? So the Kovalex shipping hub is an abandoned space station. And it is exactly as creepy as it sounds. Um... The, the the weird thing is uh, what you you go there you so if when you're in game you pull up your your Moby glass which works if you press F9 it'll bring up your Moby glass which you can access your journal and the missions that are available to you um, and there's a bunch of placeholder mission texts for Kovalex uh, so they haven't added all of the Kovalex mission like the flavor text essentially they haven't added it yet but the mission itself still works. Uh, So you go visit this abandoned shipping hub, and the first thing you'll notice is that one of the uh, shutters is blown open, explosive decompression. So then you can then EVA EVA out of your ship and into the station, and you go exploring through the station. You find a bunch of audio logs that sort of give an idea of what the station was like and what was going on, and there are a bunch of journal entries to collect throughout the station. Eventually, once you collect all the journal entries, you'll find a computer terminal, you access the computer terminal, and you upload something. Because everything is all flavor text, I don't know what that something is, and I'm really eager to have CIG update that mission so I can go find out what the actual mission is about. But it's full of ambiance. It's all creepy. It's all poorly lit and dark. Mm -hmm. A bunch of uh, floating debris. I mean, I would not be surprised to find a xenomorph alien 
floating around in there. It is it is that scary. Yeah, that's what I was feeling when I was there. Uh, I cannot imagine how terrifying it would be to have like a group of people like hiding in one of those rooms, just waiting yeah. for somebody to float through, and then just light them up. Did you shoot the debris? Yeah, watch it spin around. Yeah. Uh, did you see the? There was a post on Reddit. Uh, uh, one of the guys actually managed to steal uh, one of the floating. Um, was it uh, Big Benny's uh, uh, to-go box vending machines? <laughs> pushed it back out the door and then loaded it onto his constellation. Yeah, I heard it back about to that. Port <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Um, and then the last thing to mention, and this was a neat little find. Um, if you do enough of the ICC exploration missions, there are those little those little black boxes that you find that you then activate. And you get a little audio log about you. You know, you find something, or someone hap- something happened to someone, or that they get ambushed by pirates or whatever. But I found one in the middle of an asteroid field, and when I finally like, I came across it and thought, "This looks this wreckage looks oddly familiar," and drifted around the wreckage to find what I was looking at was a damaged and destroyed scythe. Ooh, and the audio log that plays with that is really interesting, and the fight that happens after the audio log is even more interesting. You know, what's funny is um, Ace, are you telling me that like you just kind of discovered that mission, uh, mm-hmm. like not ten minutes later? That was the first. Uh, the first you mission. found that one. Yeah, it was the first one I got. Oh, that's interesting. But isn't that creepy? Like, yeah, you come very across well that, and I and, and that's the thing. You know, I expected them to be working on getting the mechanics and everything set up, which are great, and and the combat feels really solid. It feels for the first time in a while, it feels like Star Citizen's combat feels really locked in, both in the FPS and in space. But the thing that I did not expect was the production values. They did a great job building a lot of these missions. They've been working really, really hard at that, at just at 2.0 in general. So it's it's nice to see it um, out in uh, in the wild. Yeah, I cannot wait to see more. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, I was a little, a little exhausted after doing that, and then some armor missions with the with the group. So, yesterday evening and today, I've been playing a lot of Banish to sort of slowly wind down, play a little, a little colonial city simulator, and uh, and relax a little bit instead. So, um, have you? What is your assessment of the Retaliator? Because I'm, I'm, you've been flying it quite a bit, haven't you? I wish it had pilot guns. I was going to ask you how. Really do. I was going to ask you how you feel about um, flying it solo because with my you can't. Yeah, with you my really can't. With my limited experience with my Connie, it's the same thing. Even though it has forward-facing guns, as I say, the, the the Constellation at least has forward-facing guns controllable by the pilot. Right, but, but the Retaliator has none of that. But think about how often a ship flies right between your crosshairs. Fairly often. No, not when not when you're in a constellation that can't okay. really well, track ta- a target. The tally you can turn. I wouldn't say you can't turn on a dime, but you can you can position it pretty well. If, if I could have all the guns locked facing forward, I would love that. That would be nice. But uh, you can't do that with the tally. They have to they have to be uh, piloted or crewed by gunners, and as a result, I haven't been able to use it a whole lot because. I can't defend myself, right? Because um, you know the, the the odd the issues that were in the PTU with multi crew is still here. Um, you know, if, if someone gets out of a seat and you bank too hard, you are liable to fling them from your ship, uh, and the people will clip through the hull or they can't get in seats. Well, that's so, how we get new org members. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. 
but, but, but that was uh, my big so problem. Now, Ace, you, one of the first things you mentioned was the um, the party system. Uh, what is mm-hmm. what is the state of the party system right now? So the party system itself works. You can join and send invites. Okay. But getting into servers with people who are already populated. That's the hard part. Yeah, I got um, I got invites across servers, but yeah, that and that was the problem when uh, Ace and I uh, were in the later uh, meetup, the impromptu uh, after hours session, if yeah. you will. And um, that was that was the issue that we were having was that all the servers were full, so everyone was just kind of getting in where they could. But I could see the invites, and I would accept the invites, but it's across servers, which is cool, but. Yeah, it's it really it was kind of more like you know if you had them on your friends list and you could see like one or two or three people in a particular instance, we would try and get in. And then and then of course inevitably would say sorry, server full, yep. and boot you back out. So, so it doesn't have it set up to where you can queue up with your friends and then wait for a server that has availability for the size of your group. I wish they did. Not yet. I, Not yeah, yet. Okay. it would be nice if they treated 2.0 like uh, an arena commander match in that mm. you queue up in the party system and then go into a particular server because that would save a lot of problems with that sort of thing. Well, that well, might what be, th- maybe that'll be one of the things they talk about uh, or, or uh, launch for the Christmas uh, sale. Well, what is what is the max of, of players per server? Is it 16? 16 yeah. is the max number for I guess I could say posted on the tin. But uh-huh. they keep they keep a reserve slot of four extras for people joining with friends. Okay. So the max is supposed to be 20 okay. total. But the with the way that the server system works, sometimes it'll let you join, sometimes it won't. Uh, and part of that is because you may have say say you have sixteen people, and of those sixteen people, two people have separate groups. Mm-hmm. So you might get, you know, eighteen people into a server, and two of those extras are yours. But then the last two slots, when you your other buddies want to join, get booted off because those two slots have been picked up by some other person's party. Mm, okay. So you can rarely get large groups of people. And the most you can usually manage is ones or twos. So that's why stuff like the Constellation and the Retaliator are difficult, but uh, a Cutlass or a Super Hornet that are two-seaters are mm-hmm. great for, for the current version of the, the PU. Okay, okay. Well, good, good. It sounds like, um, it sounds like it, it's been a successful launch, would you guys say? Oh, Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely, hands down. Um, it, it's, the, the potential is there. Um, you know, the, it's basically... Here's the first iteration of what you're going to see, you know, when the game is finished, and it's fantastic. Okay, cool. Now, um, uh, Ace, uh, we, before the show, we were mentioning we've had a major update to our Arma server. Uh, do you want to discuss that real briefly? Yeah. So um, there was a update. I was, as a matter of fact, doing doing some show prep and playing Banished uh, before coming on tonight, and and listening to Johnny and Mad Cow update the server. So this is live as we speak. Um, they made some uh, additions to uh, new mods that they've added. In particular, uh, USAF, which is the aircraft mod that a lot of people have at this point. Uh-huh. Um, as well as a mod that allows for uh, zombies. Oh, okay. Ooh. So so expect uh, the undead to make an appearance in some of our missions in the future. 
Oh, okay, cool. As now, well as expanded aircraft. Now, are we going to need to select or subscribe to different mods on Steam now? Yes, and and I've talked to Mad Cow and, and Johnny, and, and we're going to see about getting those. They'll be added to the list of, of required ones. Oh, okay, okay, because good. Because, yeah, you'll need to have them if, if, if you're to connect and see all the stuff. And were we able to stabilize the mods that we had uh, with yes. the, the new the new patch that had come down? Yeah. So along with the sort of min maxing issues with we've we've largely uh, acclimatized to the new loadout system and the new armor system, uh, and we were able to get uh, night vision and laser sights and uh, laser targeting mm-hmm. all to work again. So oh, it's all functioning again. Good. 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 All right. Well, um, that's good news because, like, uh, I think, uh, John, you were saying last night at our meetup, we had quite a few people still playing um, um, Arma. And uh, I think, uh, you know, I think maybe if they had released Star Marine rather than uh, AC 2.0, then it might have been sort of the other way around, you know, that uh, all of of the Blackguard guys would have been playing Star Marine and and all of the... uh, the Star Citizen people would have been playing whatever it is that they play. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I, 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 well, I think we had we had a bunch of two point a bunch of uh, regular Arma players playing two point oh uh, a couple of days ago. So, well, good, good. I'm, I'm excited. I man, I, I had a a, a holiday slash birthday party thing last night, so I was not able to make the meetup. Uh, so it was a. Uh, Kind of sad to miss all the excitement, but um, I'm glad that it's working. That's very, very cool. Very, it's very um, cool. it's it's tough. I mean, generally speaking, it's it's tough right now with the holidays. I think everyone's yeah. doing the best they can to get in when they can. You know. Well, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe next Sunday I'm going to be doing a white elephant party. So I'm not going to be here for the meetup, but I'll have a lot of fun. But I won't be here for the meetup. I mean, there's going to be a lot of that. People will be like, yeah. Not gonna be in town or out of town or doing stuff with family, so it's just a matter of the holidays. White elephants. Yep. We're doing a uh, we're doing a white elephant. We do um, every year uh, since we bought our house. So this will be year three that we've done it. Uh, we do the family Christmas party at our house, and so we ha- we host you know anywhere between 15 and 20 people uh, for the day and it's always a lot of fun and the white elephant's always the best yeah oh I'm, I'm looking for uh, we got we, one of our best scores was a uh, jewel encrusted uh, rhinestoned 80s era solar calculator from an estate sale and it <laughs> nice. is going to be the best the best thing cool well, um, Jimmy, John, do we? Um, I know we have abbreviated versions of this weekend uh, community just because we've had so much excitement with the 2.0, and we've got a bunch of new members that we want to talk about. So, um, you guys, you got a you got the abbreviated version ready to go? I do. Uh, briefly, um, I think that everyone that is a fan of Guinness will enjoy over at. Um uh, over at the community hub, a lovely—I'm putting the uh, dropping the uh, link in right now—a lovely Guinness Star G. Ooh, loading, loading, loading. No, 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 no. They did. They did a really nice job. Basically, the long and the short of it is, uh, somebody took the uh, Star G and um, completely gave it a custom paint job uh, to match the Guinness logo. And all of the fuel pods are 
giant uh, Guinness. Uh, I wouldn't even call them kegs. What would you call those? Uh, the brewery uh, uh, things that you, you brew the beer in? Uh, kettles or um, cask? Um, no, cask. Cask is for is for alcoholic whiskey, right? Vats. Well, no, I don't know. I don't drink beer. Anyway, I drink liquor. Anyway, <laughs> barrel. Um, yeah, barrels. Barrels, sure. Um, anyway, it, absolutely fantastic. They did a really, really nice job. A uh, whole host of pictures uh, on the uh, Guinness Star G. And then uh, my other little little favorite nugget from uh, the hub is remembering Benny, the vending machine. Aww. Yeah, it's a little uh, YouTube video of stills of uh, the uh, this little callback to earlier, uh, where someone took the uh, the big uh, the big Benny's vending machine uh, and uh, just kind of dropped it all over the place in 2.0. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a loose one in the Kovalex station, so you can steal it. Uh huh. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Ooh, I like it. Moffat Field here. I, I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on the on the other one there. Um, uh, that is, uh, in my youth, my grandmother used to live not too far from there, so we used to drive by those big hangars uh, uh, many weekends. And, uh, nice. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, if you've never if you've never been near something like, it's amazing to see these structures. They're they're enormous. You, you can't get the scale from a photograph. And like, I really like. If you're into beer, go check this out because it, it he really did an exceptional. Um, paint job on the uh, on the Star G. I mean, really, just top to bottom. Um, it's one of the better um, fan paint jobs that I've seen. Mm. I'm going to just go ahead and flag it. It's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Inappropriately, inappropriately good. Very true. <laughs> John, what's going on over at uh, versecast.org? Bunyan Snipe asks, what would a Star Citizen anime look like? Um, I think it'd be a a neat idea. I honestly just like a Star Citizen show of any kind would be cool to see. Um, I saw that post and I had to contribute. Yeah, yeah, I know you're a fan of the animes. Yep. Did you see Ooh. the the link I posted? I don't think I did. Uh, it's to the uh, Star Wars. Uh, 80s-esque anime oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that was passed around the internet a couple of couple of months yeah, ago. Yeah, who Maybe made a year that? or so ago. One guy. Wow. Uh, Paul something. The animation uh, and it, and is, is really interesting. It's really good. I um, mean, it, it calls to, to mind sort of like a mixture of the old Gundam and Gundam Wing sort of overblown missile cloud style. Um, and the thing is, he made it in uh, as a love letter to the old TIE Fighter games, so all the old cockpits, cockpits and sound effects that are in the video are all taken from the, the X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter games. So when I first saw it, it was like, oh, look at that. Tribute to the games that were my childhood. Yay. So that would be what I would want to see for a Star Citizen anime, something like that with the crazy animation, the really detailed ships. Yeah, Aww. it kind of reminds me, the animation reminds me of the those rotoscoped cartoons like the Lord of the Rings one and uh, Fire and Ice. Have you guys yeah. seen those? 
uh-huh. yep. where they, they like take video and then they animate over it so it looks like natural movement but it's still animated. Yeah, it's it's got a very um a very unique look. Like it's it's unmistakable if you've ever seen it. And yeah, they, they used it uh in the uh original Lord of the Rings and um the cartoon Lord of the Rings. I think they might have actually used a little bit of it in heavy metal too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the same guy, wasn't it, that did uh, the Lord of the Rings in heavy metal? I think so. Yeah. You know, talk who about was, a talk about a, a change in venue. You, who you know who was in heavy metal? Mm. That you you never would have guessed. Who? Giving up so easy, huh? I totally We're on the edge it. of our seats. Hey, <laughs> I've never seen heavy metal, so John Candy. Really? Oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah, that's right. He was. He, isn't that just bizarre? When I heard uh-huh. that, I'm like, what, are you kidding me? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Those, those aren't pillows. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Planes, trains, and spaceships. All right. Well, um, that's very cool. And then, uh, John, you, uh, did you have something else? Uh, um, yeah, I mean, the forum report's kind of light this week because uh, most of the conversation is about 2.0 launching and uh, what people have been doing in there but uh Benu's got some updates on his dungeon I mean sim pit um, <laughs> that he's working on um and a couple people are actually working on uh some PC builds and I think uh Gecko Gecko is his name uh finished his that uh, Abby was helping him put together on a couple other people are still working on putting stuff together so they can join us in Star Citizen. All right, fantastic. We'll definitely check that out on the forums. We will uh, we will put a link in the show notes to that. Uh, but they're easy to find on John's new and improved uh, uh, versecast.org website. Just go there and everything will present itself to you as effortless as a newborn fawn in spring. Didn't realize that was effortless. It is. Take my word for it. <laughs> okay, I will. Um, and speaking of the organization, we are now, guys, 244 members strong. I don't know what we said last week, but gosh almighty, the uh, the applications just came pouring in this week. Nice. I, yeah. I added people to my contacts list, I feel like, just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday, um, I think I was missing Fizzer on mine, so I went over there and and I kind of scroll through and and uh, open in a new tab, like I I go fo- a little down the list and try to find the last person that I followed, mm-hmm. and then from there I go to the next one and just open in a new tab all the rest of the names. And it ended up being like 25 names that I had to add to my contact list. So now I have like 200 and I have exactly 243 people in my contact list. Well, there you Well, we had one that just joined right before the show. So dang, there, dude, I can't keep there, up. You can, can, cannot keep up. We you, need you an can't. org like friends list or something. You cannot stop us. You can only hope to contain us. I think uh, Miley Cyrus said that. Hmm. Well, there you go. Captain Yar joined us. And Yar. That's actually spelled Yar. 
He says, casual, friendly, and social spaceship club sounds like my sort of place. Sign me up. I promise to respect everyone in the group. All right. Nakami joined us. Uh, he said, hi, my name is Nakami. He's Martin in real life. He's the way you say all right is extremely judging. What? <laughs> I did not expect all you to call that all right. <laughs> Moving on. You're smooth. Moving on. Awkward I'm silence. I'm a 25-year-old college student in IT, apparently, from Ooh. Sweden. I got into Star Citizen around the Kickstarter days. Since then, I've had a blast in games like Freelancer. I was sold on the project from the start. I currently sport an M50, an Avenger, Super Hornet, Constellation Phoenix, my precious 890 Jump, and an Endeavor with an overclock module and a hangar. I will be joining you guys as an affiliate as I am already involved with another org. At the moment, I don't have much time to play as college is wrapping up for this semester, but I am looking forward to playing with all of you guys in the future. And has a little uh, hashtag of advice here. Stay in school and don't do drugs, kids. (laughs) (laughs) What is an overclock module? That's the the big uh, super collider for the Endeavor that allows you to overclock. Overclock uh, weapons and uh, ship components. Makes Overclock stuff ship. spiffier. Yeah. Uh, Zayton joined us. Said, may I join? I'm Zayton. I have a freelancer miss. Mustang Beta Aurora ES P72. The answer is yes. Absolutely. You may join. Mr. Hats joined us. Said, found you guys through the podcast, which is the best one out there. Thank you. Thank you. Now that you dumped Mumble for TeamSpeak, I thought it was finally time to put in an application. Ha ha. Wow. (laughs) Mumble haters out there. (laughs) Oh, poops fired. I'm looking for another. I'm looking for other casual gamers to play alongside in this amazing game. Well, That's you us. have found them. You have found them, Mister. Now Alex. we just need someone to make a make a pass at Ventrello, and we'll be set. <laughs> <laughs> Juicy joined us, uh, who's also known as Juicebox. Juicy Juice E, spelled with two E's, says, "Can I be on the team?" Of course you can, Juicebox. You you're you've always been on the team. Uh, Easy TGWS joined. Uh, that, of course, is Easy from the Arma Group, uh, the Black Guard. Um, and then uh, is Malk, do you, uh, Ace, do you know? That's, does- his, that's his Steam handle. Oh, okay, great. So Give the uh, man he- a glass of Malk. <laughs> D. Hicks joined us, said hello all. I found Star Citizen through an endless search for a true space combat sim on the internets. And I became hooked by the fact that it, this seems to be the only game doing it right. I found your org through the podcast. Great work, by the way. And would like to add my skills to the fleet as a jack-of-all-trades. I have been a virtual pilot since Jane's ATF. Do you, you guys know what Jane's ATF is? No. Mm. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms? Sorry, I could right. resist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, Jane's is a set of military sim games. Oh. Uh... That's good enough. That's good enough. Um, and X-Wing Alliance and also a virtual soldier in Arma since 2001 when it was OFP. What's OFP? Uh, that one I don't know. Uh, Although I will say this. Uh, virtual props to someone else who called out X-Wing Alliance. You and I need to trade stories. All right. Ace has a friend. I currently own a Cutlass Black and Arma 3, so I also would like to join in on some planetary ops. Well, welcome. 
Renzik joined us, said, I found Star Citizen during the initial Kickstarter campaign and got hooked. I love space fighter sims and the prospect of doing whatever you want is amazing. Currently, I only have a Hull C and I plan on doing a lot of trading so I can afford one of the big multi-crew ships like an Idris or Javelin, as that's what I'm really interested in. I found y'all on the podcast and I enjoy listening as I'm driving around for work. I look forward to seeing y'all in the verse. Driving around for work? What does he do for work? Maybe he's delivering stuff? Truck driver yeah. or something? Oh, okay. Hul- Hul- Maybe C? he's the driver. It, he's, it sounded he's like he had to, had to like impromptu find jobs. Oh. He's, he's, uh, he's Jason Statham from uh, The Transporter. <laughs> it's just like going from interview to interview. Hi. It's like, oh, okay, you're not hiring today. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's okay. I still have two more episodes. He's a professional interviewee. That's right. And then today, uh, this was a really interesting application. I thought we could discuss a little bit. Uh, We had LB1988 who joined us and said, Hello, I am quite new to Star Citizen. I've played MMOs for about 10 years. And in my personal opinion, the social aspect of it really appeals to me. The name of your group appealed to me. Before joining, though, I wanted to perhaps know how social this organization is and how large you guys are planning on becoming. Unfortunately, in the past, when I've joined organizations or guilds, when they reach about 600 to 800 members, the social aspect starts to vanish due to the high amount of people. So I just wanted to perhaps hear a bit more about the future and goals of your organization in that regard. Also, what's important is a high amount of Europeans, just because of the time zone. I've been trying to become part of U.S. communities, but unfortunately, barely anyone is online when I am. I hope you can perhaps answer my questions. Please, if you think I won't be, I won't fit or you won't fit for me, please don't accept my request immediately as there is no forum where this can be discussed. I found it hard to find a community to join. And uh, she lives in, in the UK around Manchester. Um, so I did go ahead and add her to the org um, and sent her a message and said, you know, uh, I'm going to go ahead and add you just because I think we will be a good fit. And uh, that's because I think we are casual enough and uh, social enough that uh, 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 there's not really, at least at this point, a danger of us becoming, you know, a large, impersonal, you know, kind of org like I think she's describing. Well, yeah, we're not striving to get to that point. And I know, like, we're not pushing to get to, you know, a thousand members. Yeah, we're we're not, like, giving away ships and, and, you know, doing, like, big, um, big, uh, membership drives. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do to prevent it. I mean, if it happens, then we get to that point, but we're going to do whatever we possibly can to keep it sort of as the family dynamic that we have right now. Um, right. But growing to those bigger numbers means there will be more people in your time zone and you'll be able to get to know those people more and then you'll be you know, in your sort of regional um, section of the TGWS family, I guess. Just what I was going to say. I was going to suggest eventually we'll have TGWS chapters, you know, Mm-hmm. Ones for different time zones. This is the European chapter of TGWS. This is the Asia Pacific one. This is the West Coast and East Coast, where we you know people come on and and they join up with who's there, and then they take over and 
hopefully eventually the sun will never set on TGWS. Yeah, yeah. we have we have a fair a fair number of European players already. Um, mm-hmm. I think the the Sunday night meetup is is a a standard meetup that we've been doing for a while. Um, but I know that um, our European contingent have uh, either discussed or have made arrangements to to work out a. Uh, a particular uh, meetup night as well, or it's at least in discussion. But there are a lot of uh, those guys with chips that are over in Europe. And, um, I mean, I think basically, like, the the way that we are with each other um, is kind of the, the, the people that we've attracted, you know? Um, where we're all pretty casual. Um, none of us take ourselves or the org too seriously. And we just have fun. And we've seemed to consistently attract people that are of the same mindset. Um, some of us are a little bit more organized um, than others. Some of us are, have different skill sets. Uh, the Black Guard, for example, um, is, is, a, is a good example of still being casual but being organized. And um, we have been very fortunate in, in hitting over 200 and... Uh, still having having a, a good group of people. We have a core group of people, and then we've got people that pop in from time to time. We have people that disappear for a little while and then come back, and it's just, you know, a very inviting organization. So, you know, the doors are always open for anybody to come and hang out on Sunday night or not or, mm-hmm. or form up a, those guys with ships uh, in your time zone. Yeah, well, I mean, and I think uh, um, she's in Manchester, and that's where uh, CitizenCon was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I mean, and we, we got, had we got a crew out there. We had we had a crew out there, so um, already there there are some folks there, and, and I don't think that everyone that is a member of the group that is in that area was able to attend. So I think that the group is even larger than that. And um, like you say, it like like Jimmy, you alluded to is like the the sort of the formula that we've come up with or sort of fallen into for how it is that we grow the group has uh, to this point really served us well as far as um, bringing people like us to us. You know, it's not a like you say we're not we're not attracting people with prizes or or um, uh, incentives other than hey come play with us and uh, so I think that that is a um, um, a good filter if you will uh, for creating an organization uh, that um, even though even if it does uh, grow to larger than it is now uh, that it will um, still remain uh, the friendly friendly warm and inviting. Um, uh, petri, dri- petri dish that it is. <laughs> One hopes. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure of it, Ace. Well, and the thing is that, um, you know, there there are people out there that, that this org is not for. I mean, there are people out there that, that want structure, that want, you know, um, defining roles or have, you know, minimum playtime requirements or, um, you know, are, are like hardcore raiders that, that really want to... to um, almost in a way kind of have it like a job which is cool that's that's their jam and we are not that organization no um no. you know but we have people in the organization like i said that are organized and and that do organize certain things like the black guard um or ace with flight training um but it's all very casual you know and, and that's the thing that attracted me to the uh, the organization um is just the fact that everyone's cool you know it's like i'm kind of like an alley cat like i keep weird hours i play weird hours um, you know, and there's always somebody for me to hang out with. Well, and because of our casual nature, um, 
a, a good percentage of the people that join are the people that don't have a ton of time to play um, mm-hmm. or affiliates or uh, whatever their their playtime may be. Uh, so it, even if we grew to, you know, a thousand plus members, a relatively small percentage of those people are actually the people that are on most of the time. Um so I think you'll fa- fall into those niches where you'll find certain people that are on when you're on um, and you'll get closer to those people and then, you know, you'll end up contacting them and say, hey, I'm going to play tonight and uh, you'll get on and everybody will have their own group, I guess. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So uh, welcome aboard and thank you for the uh, the interesting application. I mean, uh, or the thought provoking application that was, I, um, I think, a, a good uh, conversation for us to begin to investigate because we have mentioned before that as we get more tools to manage the organization with, um, then it's going to um, it's going to. Um, uh, Certainly, it's going to change the way that we do manage the organization. But the the spirit of the organization will will not change as, as long as John and I are in charge, and and that's uh, that's because that's why we set it up this way. And um, all of those all of those dreams and aspirations are in our history charter and manifesto, which are on our forums. Oh, which you probably mentioned. Uh, I think she said something to the effect that there was no real place to discuss this. Um, absolutely, there is. Go to versecast.org and uh, you know sign up and go into the forums and start a thread and say, hey, this is. This is what I'm looking for. These are my concerns. Uh, let's talk about it. And people are always yeah. willing to contribute um, in their opinions and, and uh, ideas there. So uh, definitely do that as well. So. Yeah, Gleep, you and I were part of a community before this mm-hmm. uh, that had like 600 plus members. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, back when we were mostly doing like Guild Wars and stuff like that, I barely knew you at all. No. In fact, I don't know if I knew you at all until Minecraft. Um, I think that's when we first actually talked, yeah. Yeah. So so we had been part of the same community for a while with, you know, 600 members. And I played with different people and you played with different people. But we were still same community and it still felt like, you know, it was it felt like a kind of a tight-knit group still. Yeah. It really was, and there were there were there were folks like we have in this group that stepped up and took on leadership roles to organize uh, events for for folks. And you know, like you were describing earlier, you know, somebody needs some help with their computer. There's lots of people that are willing to jump in and give advice. Um, it's just a real um, friendly, nurturing uh, uh, atmosphere. Yeah. So, yep. All right, and speaking of the website, we have some new members over there who have joined us. Gankinson joined us. I, I, I can't believe he just did. He, he, it seems like he's been around for a while. Um, Scorp, oh, Jesus, here's another one of these. Scorp 10N66. It's Lee. It's Lee. speak. To get just call it yeah, Scorpion 66. Yeah, it's a Scorpion 66. Scorpion 66. GL33P. I know, right? Mike Slane joined us as did Mr. Hats. (laughs) All right. And uh, we did, we got an email to comms at versecast.org from one of our new members to the org. Um, (gasps) Yes, Nakami uh, from 
from, I believe he's from Sweden, uh, uh, sent a, a lengthy email, which um, I posted in a new sticky thread out on the forums uh, underneath the, uh, the, in the podcast area, um, something entitled something to the effect of emails too long to read on the show. Uh, do check them out. But basically what um, Nakami said is that he had uh, he disagreed with uh, our conversation or wanted to add his opinion to our conversation about captive gameplay. Uh, he thinks that we gave captive gameplay some short shrift. He mm. said that being, being a captive should be fun and engaging, but you should also have a commitment to your player character. And so I've, I've posted, um, I, don't, I will put a link in the show notes to that, the, the actual post, but um, I did post his email over there yesterday, and it's gotten some response already. So um, it's very, um, it's nice to see that uh, that too. Um, and I think there was some real positive response with folks saying, you know, yeah, hey, well, you know, these ideas are really good. How do we get them to the CIG devs so that they can include it? Um, this is good stuff. Great. Thanks for bringing it up. Um, my very favorite part of the email, though, was uh, he said, here is a fish, and if you do greater than, less than, left paren, left paren, carrot, greater than, it looks like a fish. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and uh, I guess in Swedish you say sima lungt, as, uh, which means swim easy, meaning take it easy. So I thought that was pretty cool. So Nakami, thank you very much for that. That was uh, that was a, a thought-provoking email, and we've put it up on the forums for everyone to discuss. And so um, we do appreciate you providing that for us. I wonder if the Swedish chef is offensive to Swedish people. <laughs> no Muppets are ever offensive. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, and then speaking of upvote comments from uh, the RSI website, uh, I, I went back a little bit here and picked up where I left off last time. I, I forgot last week. Sorry about that. Uh, Benu uh, posted a comment, said, Favorite Star Citizen podcast by far. It's always positive, and Gleep and Jonto and Jimmy sound like they're good friends talking about cool stuff. What's even better is that they're friendly in game. Yay. See? And so is Ace. I know, right? I always get short shrift on these things. Uh, you're still the new. You're still the new guy. Don't worry. He made Ouch. this comment before you were on the show. Yeah, it's a, it's an old, it's an old one. Yeah, it's it's really old. I, it's a golden oldie. I yeah. was I was the new guy until like uh, you know a week ago. So <laughs> don't you? don't feel bad. <laughs> I was I was the new guy for a while. Helmer says, I look forward to each broadcast. Although I plan on playing solo, I hope to run into some TGWS members out there. Enjoy the podcast, guys. Keep up the good work and definitely upvoted. Thank you. Thank you. And that and that's perfectly fine. Join the group. If you want to play solo, that that's if you want nothing else but to be able to once in a while drop by the uh, the uh, virtual org hanger of our minds and uh, just say hi or does you know anybody you know, know something about this system I plan to go to or, or whatever, you know, I mean, it, it, you don't have to be looking for a group of people to play with. You can just be looking for a group of people to hang out with and, and, uh, and chat, uh, for, uh, when you're between missions, that's fine too. Yeah. I mean, even if you don't join us on RSI officially for the org, uh, just feel free to come hang out and team speak or in the forums or any, just interact with the, those guys with ships. Interaction. It's, it's fun. Scripted. It is. 
All right, so what do we got coming up? Well, by the time you are hearing this, the CIG holiday live stream has likely already happened. <laughs> Wasn't it great? It was amazing. I can't believe all the things they told us. Tune in next week to find out what we think. We're dying to know that ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Star Citizen 2.1 released to live, maybe? I can feel it. It's been a long time coming. Well, no, not really. But a little dramatic never hurt anyone. And as always, we've got our Sunday meetups. Uh, watch for the tweets, and um, and we've got holidays coming up. We're gonna be, we'll be back next week uh, again uh, with uh, with shows, and then we'll be uh, taking our holiday break after that. But uh, definitely don't want to miss reporting on the live stream event, which is sort of the the end of the year for CIG, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So so that's what we got going on coming up soon. So um, let's support Engine. They power our website. Go to enjin.com for all your site hosting needs. Uh, let's support Ronald Jenkins. It's the holidays. Buy, buy some of his music for somebody. Make them happy. Make them all fall law. RonaldJenkins.com for that. Support Star Citizen, the base radio. Um, you know, hey, Ace, did you know that Jimmy used to, used to own that radio station? Stop it. Stop it. Is this, is this a bit from the last episode? Sort of. Radio.StarCitizenBase.com, where you can find a rebroadcast of the previous week's Versecast every Saturday afternoon. I am TGW Stroke S Gleep. Check the show notes for all of my contact information. Jimmy, where can the fine folks find you? Uh, as always, on Twitter. Um, you can email me at uh, versecast.org. And uh, every Thursday night, 9 p.m. and Saturday, 12 p.m. PST, um, you can hear my show, uh, Quantum Drive, over. Excuse me, over at the base. Uh, as a matter of fact, I am wrapping up a story arc right now, and uh, through the those guys with ships members who are part of Ace's squadron. Uh, this includes uh, Yellow Stag, and to name a few, uh, and uh, the Black Guard members. Um, the next story, I would like to include some of you. I'm going to make a post over at uh, versecast.org. And anyone that's interested in um, being uh, being part of uh, Jackson's uh, Star Citizen lore, just let me know. Cool. I have been, and and it didn't hurt at all. No, no, it was very very painless, very painless indeed. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitter at the only Jonto, as well as pretty much everywhere else. And you can find all of our contact information as well as for the show at versecast.org slash podcast it's easy to digest and there's links and they're hypered <laughs> mm. it's good it's good it's like it's yogurt activia wow of all the things to hear on a podcast an activia plug is not one of them <laughs> we're we're hey. the good we're the good bacteria <laughs> <laughs> I'm i am ace and i vote yep. <laughs> i am ace azamine and you can find all of my contact information in the show notes um, hit me up on uh, Steam, Delando, uh, D-I-L-A-N-D-A-U, uh, if you want to play something. Otherwise, uh, find me on Versecast in the notes. You can email the show at comms at versecast.org. You can find us on Steam. Uh, links for everything, again, at versecast.org slash podcast. It's all it's in the show notes. Yeah, it's easy to navigate. Uh, it's easy to even find the show notes there it's easy that's the easiest way to find everything really in life it's like the The rosetta stone you know Uh uh no 
<laughs> no, no. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at VerseCast. Make sure to use the hashtag TGWS. RobertSpaceIndustries.com slash org slash VerseCast is where you can find those guys with ships. We would love to have you. VerseCast.org is our website with our forums, TeamSpeak. That's uh, a voice server for the layperson. Um, yeah, lots of fun, cool stuff going over there. Uh, make sure to leave us a like on the RSI Community Hub. And uh, leave us a like in the deep space radar for our website uh, so that we can get more traction going over there. So we can yeah. jo- we can grow to huge thousands of members. We need to beat Test Squadron. No, that's we don't. What our, that's no, what our plan no. is. No, no, no we don't. No, no, we don't. No. Simmer down now. I'm done. Until next time, then, we are Those Guys with Ships, and this has been our community podcast. See you guys. See you in the verse. Bye. Our census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some powder beans and a nice Keontae. Stop that. Stop it. Oh, God. That is by far the creepiest thing I've ever heard. Mike, inside your mouth? Oh, God. I need a shower. That is awful. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha.